0: Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation
1: consultant, and I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And Diane, do you have
0: our review of the week? I do. So this review of the week is from Quirk seven six nine. And she says that the podcast is amazing. I wish I had found this with my son because I gave up after three months. I felt like a complete failure, and I'm glad I found this podcast for this baby. Our goal is to make it at least six months, maybe a year, and I know with Diane and Abby that can be possible. Thank you for all the information. Oh, congratulations. I know. Congratulations. I wish I knew how old her baby was now, you know, like she's to know how far she's in, or maybe she hasn't had the baby yet. Like, I'm just kind of curious as to where they are in their journey right now. yeah let us know tell us give us updates yeah we'd love to know (laughs) so that brings us to today's topic which kind of feeds right into the review and we're going to talk about being the perfect parent yes and
1: diane knows all about that she can tell us all how to be (laughs) the perfect parent which is why she chose
0: this topic yes so just kidding (laughs) Really, and it's funny, because I was talking my um you know my husband who does our our uh what the hell does he do he does our production, so i he was asking what we were going to be talking about this week, and I told him, and he goes, "You're being sarcastic right and I'm like well, yes, of course, because there is no perfect parent, right like come on, right. and that's kind but of at- every the idea is yeah. Is- yeah, this is what we want to talk about. It's not I know it keeps like, oh, uh, at the same time, but this is what we want to talk about is how we all fall into this trap of it has to be perfect.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is that there is no perfect, but everybody is so racked with guilt about not being perfect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is the problem is that everyone wants to be perfect and nobody can be. And then we're trying to be. And it's this unattainable goal that's causing us all tremendous amounts of stress. And I'm just going to speak for everybody because I think it really does cause everybody stress. It does. And so you, you ran into somebody or you were working with somebody where there was a situation, right?
0: Yes. And of course, you know, you see it in certain areas all the time. But this was really it almost like was so blatantly hit me in the face, you know, and we were it was her first visit at the pediatric office and first baby. And, you know, she was talking about how you know, if the baby wasn't latching well and she's like, I, I just, you know, finally gave a bottle of formula because I just, you know, had to give in. It was killing me. And I just, you know, I really want things to be perfect. And and I think the way I was reading it was if the baby wasn't latching right away or, or well or perfectly for her to what she thought was going to be perfect, then she just couldn't deal with trying to make it right. So she just went to a bottle because she's like, it has to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist. It has to be perfect. And I was like, but your baby is three days old and you don't know, like this is a relationship that has to grow, you know? And, and it just, it's not something that's going to be perfect. We don't know what we're doing yet. We don't know how to do this. This is a learning process. So perfection isn't a thing, but that was so hard for her to wrap her head around. Like as soon as she brought this baby home, she was like so discouraged that things weren't right right away. So just get, was giving up. And that is so sad to me that that was what her her mind. And she was even say like that. It's she's like, I was not doing well with this at all. You know, and a, the baby was great and she was great and everything, you know, but it was the whole process of trying to get used to everything going home from the hospital and your first night home and your first week home. And if things weren't just right, she was just not dealing with it well at all yeah
1: it's like this all or nothing kind of thing like you know I need everything to be right right now otherwise it's too much anxiety it's too much for me to think about how much this means or how big this is Mm -hmm. and so I'm just gonna switch to something else I mean I think that's really kind of what everyone is going through right I mean we're parenting you know you can do all read all the parenting books you can do all of the things you can do all that work before you have your baby but once you have your baby there's no way that you can ever prepare for that amount of stress and that amount of just bigness that is you know transitioning to parenthood and it all seems so scary and when something doesn't seem right You know, with somebody looking out, somebody on the outside looking in is going to go is like, oh, you know, you can do these things to fix it. But to us inside of it, it seems like the end of the world. And it's like, um, you know, it seems like the biggest thing ever, because that's what
0: you're in at that moment. Right. And of course, playing a big role in this is societal norms. Right. Uh, Yeah. Like society tells us, and I, and I was reading a great, um, a great research article on this very, very thing, where societal norms are really feeding into our pressure to be the perfect parent. And how, if we don't fulfill that role of what society thinks we should be, that makes us a failure. And now we've got social media, I mean, it was hard enough when social media wasn't there and you just had your, you know, your mom or your sister or whatever. And, you know, they're they're telling you how to do things. And if it wasn't right, then, you know, you felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing it the way my mother wants me to do it or I'm not doing it the way my sister does it or the way my cousin does it or whatever. But now you we just social... did it.
1: Right. They right. just did it the way they did it. Right. They're like, no, you're supposed to do it this way. You're like, oh, OK. And OK. Your families were teaching families.
0: Right. Yeah. Communities were looking out for each other. Now our community is online and you are looking at, you know, social media, which is saying, oh, my baby is doing this. Oh, I pumped this much milk. Oh, this is, you know, my baby's sleeping this much. My breastfeeding relationship is beautiful. You And it's just like then the new mother is looking at that going, I'm failing. I'm failing. What am I doing wrong?
1: Yeah. And and not to mention... At the heart of it is all of the conflicting information. Oh, God. You know, do it this way. And then you read another thing that says, do it this way. And, you know, (laughs) then you don't know what to do. And then there's huge arguments on both sides, too. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, how do you do it? And I mean, this comes down to like right down to like, you know, getting a good latch. And it's as broad as like, what's your parenting style? You know, are you authoritarian parent? Are you, uh, you know... A, right. Yeah. A, you know, there's just all of these, like, labels and all these things. And if you do it this way, these are the long-term, terrible, harmful consequences to your child. And if you do it this way, these are, you know, th- th- this will happen to your child. And there's all of the, you know... <laughs> it's My crazy. God, like, how are you... And, the, and you know, we get it's insane it's insane I can I I do this I my kids are eight and five years are even older it never stops
0: no it does you're still not looking
1: at your news feed and mm-hmm. it's like oh if you if you give them Cheez-Its they're gonna die you know and you're right. like um okay you know I mean there's nothing that says that but I mean right. you know like the you know like oh worst foods to feed your child like right. Cheez-Its or goldfish are always on top my kids live yeah, on like, cheese. It's
0: half the and time. Then I'm Are like, you kidding.
1: You know then I'm like, oh my god, you're right. We've been really slipping around here. I've just been kind of letting them eat what they want. Oh my god, I need to get back on the, uh, you know, to get back on the wagon and start reading all the ingredients and start, you know, they can only eat whole foods and they can, you know, and then I, you know, then I'm having a meltdown. Mm-hmm. I'm having a total and complete meltdown. Right. And then I read another thing that's like, well, if you let your kids do this, then this is going to happen. And then the next week, I'm stressing about, out about something completely different. And then there's another article that says, actually, all this new research says that if you do this, it's not harmful. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. too, it is too much. We are being given too much information. And I don't know... If there's really a trend towards people being healthier, is there? I mean, I know that pe- more people are breastfeeding, and that's great. That's yeah. great, um, yep. and that's kind of what our, you know, what what we want to do here. Um, we're getting more information about that, and people are being empowered to, to to choose breastfeeding, to give it a try, and they're getting more of an idea of where to go for help, and that's awesome. Right. Um, but there's still tons of information out there that's very confusing and conflicting. And then on top of everything else that you see in your news feed, uh, but then that's the thing we do, right? We're breastfeeding. Right. We're gonna flip through our news feed. We're going to sleep. Our baby's sleeping. We're gonna flip through the news
0: feed. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And it's like there's always I don't know. I go I flip back and forth between like, all right, do I? Need, I'm focusing on this. I'm obsessing with this. Um, I was just having this conversation with Tom this morning because I've got one kid that is like the worst, fussiest eater and does not like it's getting worse as he's getting older. I thought it was going to improve. And I'm like, do I just not buy the junk that he eats and risk that he's never going to eat again? Or that's going to force him into eating something that he doesn't like just because he's like, what what do you do? How do you do? And then I kind of flip between that and, well, you know what? There could be worse things. He could be into drugs. He could be into, you know, running the streets with crazy people, like whatever, because he's a teenager, you know. So I'm like. There's all these different, you know, what do you do? How do you do this? You've got social media saying you, you have to do one thing. And then you're looking at the real, reality of things. And it's like, this is so hard. And you want to do the right thing, right? You want to do the right thing. But the right thing for who? The rest of the world? The society that is judging you? Is that who we're doing the right thing for? Or are we doing the right thing for us as a, as a parent and as a family and as what's making our kids happy? You know, it's like, this is crazy. And who's to say that if I get a cold or if my kid gets a cold, you know, is that because of him going outside with his head wet? Like my mother used to tell me. Is that because (laughs) he wasn't breastfed long enough? Is that because he, you know, like, or is it just because he got a cold? You know, like... He ran into some cold germs and they got into his body. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. It's just like when people say, oh my gosh, you can't eat this because it's going to give you cancer. You can't do this. You can't breathe in this fume. You can't use this. You can't do this because this leads to cancer. This leads to cancer. This leads to, you know, whatever. I'm like, so if I ever, so when I die, if I die of some horrible disease, am I going to be able to pinpoint exactly what it was? You know, like, are we going to know? Yes, it I know was this uh, very Yeah, thing. Right. Was-
1: no, we're not gonna know because and there's so much research out there that that, you know, makes links to various things. But there is so much left that is unstudied that we oh. don't even know to study. You know what I mean? Oh like, my it's gosh. Not, Crazy. I was having this yeah, I was having this conversation on Facebook um yesterday under a post about um I don't even remember what it was, but somebody a lot of people were chiming in like you know, that about the whole teeth, you know, breastfeeding, rotting teeth thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like my, my, my dentist told me this, my pediatrician told me that the teeth are rotting because, uh, he's night nursing, you know, and I'm like, whoa, 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 you know, <laughs> this is not, no. And they were all really like kind of out, They were like, yeah, I roll my eyes and you know, whatever. And they were like, you know, so one person was like, so what, um, so why, like, why did this happen to his teeth? It was like all of his, you know, all like front four teeth got Mm -hmm. decay on them and like why if it wasn't the nursing what was it and i was like you know and i'm like for like 500 different reasons maybe (laughs) you know like we don't know right like it could have it's genetics are huge you know it could have been something that was going on in utero during that time while they were developing like you you, we just don't know and it was you could tell it was killing her not to know she was like what happened what did i do and you know you didn't do anything wrong
0: right but we and go she, to blaming ourselves yes because we
1: want to be perfect right we mm-hmm. want to be like we want to be doing we want to always be doing you were saying this before we always want to be doing the right thing and not you know before social media before a long time ago I mean I, I feel like obviously people have always had stress of parenthood um, but I feel like as the modern world develops I feel like stress levels are going higher mm-hmm and yeah. You know, it's all because we want to be doing the right thing and there's no straight line. Right. Towards that. There's no. nothing that's like if you do this you're perfect and it's all because we 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 I remember when I was pregnant with my first um I was um I don't know, out to dinner with some friends. And they were like, oh, are you? do you want a glass of wine? And I, I was pregnant, and I was like, no. And they were like, I think, I was very pregnant. And they were like, you can, you know, like, it's probably fine. And I was like, yeah, it probably is. I just don't want to. And then I got pregnant with my second, still same friends, um, out to dinner, and... I was like doing all these things and they were like oh that's so funny you know you're different now I was like well you know it's my second I realized and and one of my friends she said she was like yeah I know a lot of parents that like you know they're really like holier than thou yes and I was like I was like it's not holier than thou it's fear that everything that you do is going to affect your baby
0: Mm mm-hmm Right.
1: I wasn't refusing a glass of wine the first time because I was being holier than thou. I was scared that it was going to hurt my baby. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not yep. showing off to you. I'm not trying to be like, "Oh, I make these decisions and I'm better than you." I'm scared that everything that I do and the choices that I make are going to affect my baby. Second time I got pregnant, towards the end, I kind of realized that a glass of wine I don't, you know, I was comfortable with that. Because, because I decided that. And now, I mean, it, you know, I still, it doesn't matter. That one situation was just to say that, like, she's, you know, she's like, oh, you're doing, you know, you're so holier than thou. No, I'm not. <laughs> Simmer down. <laughs> I'm, I'm a parent now. I'm worried only about my child. Right. I'm scared that everything that I do is going to affect them. And so now I'm scared to make any decisions. And then before you make any decisions, you have to stress and read nine books and, you know, get all the information. And oh, my gosh, it's so much pressure.
0: It is so much pressure. I mean, it is
1: no wonder that we're all cracking.
0: Oh, my God. And this article or this research, you know, that I was reading on it is like saying that exact same thing, that it's causing such higher stress levels and it's causing parental burnout. And it even says here, you know, that it, um, you know, the, the risk of parental burnout is very high, but the parental role to restrict their, fe- their freedoms as well. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like, you're restricting your own freedom, your own choices, because of what you think is right or wrong. You know, like, what are they going to think of me if I do this? What are they what are people gonna think? And one of the um examples that they gave here was about like going back to work and maternity leave. You know, if you don't yeah. take a full maternity leave, you're a bad mom. Right? You're a bad but, parent. But if you
1: take a full maternity leave, then you're not a hard worker. Right.
0: Because so then you have the pressure at your job, right? Right. So who do you who do you wanna please? You know, you pleasing your yeah. job or are you pleasing your, you know, your thing? Your family. Um, There is a really, really interesting part of this article that I thought was so great because I didn't really, I wouldn't have thought to add this into our podcast today. But I see it all the time. I'm sure you see it all the time. We've both probably done this very thing. And it it says here, I'm going to read this, um, this little paragraph, within the mothering domain, Women's efforts for excellence may show through maternal gatekeeping behaviors as a way to affirm their maternal identity. Do you know what maternal gatekeeping is? I don't know. I don't know. What okay. is that? Women's behavior. Of restricting their partners' involvement in household and child care by guarding the management of these tasks, doing the tasks themselves, setting the standards of how tasks need to be done, redoing them to the standards after their partners performed the task. And this will societal norms are triggering this maternal gatekeeping. Because the mothers feel that they will the ones that they will be judged for the childcare, the quality of childcare in their family. So like and I feel like we have all done this to a certain degree. And that's I, hardcore. That oh, is
1: hardcore, right? That gives me shivers down my spine. Yeah. Because I do that all the effing time.
0: So it's like when
1: we talk about um emotional labor. I was talking about this on Facebook, um, couple of months ago about like the emotional labor in a house and how like you know women are carrying this um load and you know the partners are not really you know involved and kind of you know just they're like it's like the 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 woman is the manager of the house Mm -hmm. and then everyone's like the employee You know, and she's carrying all of the weight and the responsibility and then, you know, kind of dictating to everybody, you know, what to do. And, you know, that just leaves her with this heavy kind of burden. Oh, my God. But yeah. And so I feel like there was a really cool article. I'll try to find it that I can share with everybody who's interested in it. Just about how, you know, we're carrying all of this. All of the weight, really. It's just what you're talking about. It's exactly Mm -hmm. the same thing of what you just said. Um, And I can't even like, I mean, I do it all the time. And, you know, it's like. I kind of want to blame my husband. Because I want to be like, you need to step up and start doing things around here. And I can't just be me telling you what to do, because then I'm your employee and you're in the employee. I'm your I'm your employer. Mm hmm. You know, which that's not sexy, um, right. <laughs> but <laughs> and so like you need to be an equal partner in the responsibilities, like the household responsibilities, right? But then on the other hand, when he's doing stuff, I'm like,
0: eh, you're not doing it right, kind of. You're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah, just give it. Yeah. Like,
1: me- yeah. Let me. You're folding. I go in and there's like Jack's shirts are in Exley's drawer, and <laughs> you know they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know um you know that they're they're like they won't eat the food he makes i'm like why are you putting why'd you toast it like that you know they don't like it um you know and i mean part of it is like i'm here all the time you know and he's at work and so there's that that kind of uneven thing of like i know more right but then again like so i feel like the partner kind of you know, kind of has a responsibility to step up and
0: start doing things. But then I also need to just let it be done that way. Yeah. And that's kind of like how when I hear moms talk about it when they have babies. And they'll be like, you know, I passed the baby off to my partner, and then the baby wouldn't stop crying. So I was like, just just give me back the baby. Just give me back the baby. You know, not really even giving the partner a chance to try to soothe the baby or to try right. to do something, you know. So we just... We tend to jump in to be like, I can fix it better. I can fix it better. I can do it better. You're not doing it right. But that message is constantly telling your partner you're not doing it right. So why yeah. are you trying to do it? You know, like, right. and then we complain about our partners not doing what they're supposed to be doing either. So it is a really, really tough place to be. But and you like, if you're one of those one of those personalities that really likes to try to not likes to, but has to control the situation a little bit more. It is hard to say, Okay, here's everything. You do it. I'm going to go take a nap. Like that is a really hard, hard, hard thing to do. And I I don't know how to tell a mom to get past that. You know, I don't know how to say it's okay if the baby's crying. You can still just lay in bed and, and read a book or take a nap because your partner's got it. Don't worry about it. But how do you not go and try to take over? I don't I can't do it. I just did it. (laughs) i just did it i do it every day all day Mm -hmm. and the
1: actually threw his lego car which by the way took me like an hour and a half to put together oh my god and because he can't he's like he can't do the whole long you know it was this car and it was too you know he's too young to put the whole thing together so jack got one so i got him one and then i put it together and then i was like in my head i'm like this is gonna get thrown at some point and i'm gonna cry and he threw it Today, he's had it for longer than I thought he was going to have it before he threw it. But he threw it. It broke. I couldn't handle it. I walked away and I went downstairs and I was sitting with Jack on the couch and I could hear my husband upstairs trying to help actually put it back together. And I'm like, here is just the blind leading the blind up here with the (laughs) light. Like you can't get two people together that know less about how to follow steps and look at one thing that's put together and match it like no way. And so I'm like, no, I'm not going to go up there like I don't I'm mad. I'm going to stay down here and be my, you know, have whatever. Yeah. And they're just getting Exley's getting increasingly upset. So I just went upstairs and I'm like, just give it to me. I know. And this is what happens all the time because I know how to put things together. I know how to fix things. I know how to I know how to do everything. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but in this house, I know everything and they know it. And so yeah. I'm they're constantly coming to me about things. And I it's just so much pressure except that I do it all the time. And mm-hmm. so I've kind of like put myself here. Like
0: yes, it's pressure, it's stress. It is like overwhelming and it causes burnout. That was you walking you. downstairs going, "I have had it." Like that's the burnout, you yeah. know? It's like Right.
1: Right, and, it, and then and then I'm pushed. And then I feel pushed up against the wall, and then I'm yelling, and then I'm mm-hmm. doing all the things that I don't want to do. But I and I'll tell you, we're talking about this being judged. I don't give a rat's behind about that. I do not <laughs> ever think about being judged by other people. What I do think about is like my own stress level and my kids. I stress mm-hmm. out so much about them about their health and their safety and all that stuff. That's what it all comes down to for me. I can't tell you that I think, oh, well, people are going to judge me if I, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm breastfeeding or my house is dirty or whatever. Like, I never think about that. I always think about them, like too much, you know, too much like where it's just like a high level of anxiety
0: in the house. And I think, and maybe it just depends too on like, your upbringing and yes what obviously what your concerns are but like for me I do worry about that judging thing like I'll be like to my kids you know they're teenagers and be like if they were at their friend's house were you good did you say thank you are you being helpful you know like because I remember my mom being like oh you have to be this way this way this way you can't do this you have to be like this and this is you know and it's just so like I don't want other people to think that you're that you were raised wrong And that is the first thing that comes into my head. I don't want other people to think that I did a bad job raising you because you don't know how to say thank you for, you know, another family taking you out for dinner. But that is my that, you know, that is my hang up on being judged as a a good mother. And it's just it's a horrible feeling all the time. Like, am I going to feel like that for the rest of my life? You know, are we going to when your kids are 25 are you not going to be able to sleep at night because they're on a, you know, backpacking trip through Europe? Oh my god, I wouldn't <laughs> sleep a wink. Oh my god, no. I mean, it's just like, oh. it's how do what do we do? We just going to like give up? Like I'm done. Like this is it? I'm done. I cannot even do it. This is hard. We have to find a. There has to be a balance, right? There has to be.
1: There has to be. Yeah, I know. And my actually, my mother-in-law was um, visiting recently, and I don't think she listens to the podcast, but hopefully she doesn't mind me. <laughs> about this because i'm about to tell everybody so she has an old she has two kids my husband and then his older brother and they all live her so her and the older brother and that that family all live in the same city and she said when she was here recently that she's having a really hard time with her anxiety like this guy is 55 years old her son uh-huh she is she's free every time that she cannot get a hold of him like she'll call him or text him he doesn't answer she's in full-on panic and he goes fishing a lot and um you know it's kind of like slip he does the like um fly fishing I guess where you like get in the water
0: oh yeah or whatever Mm -hmm. so
1: she's like oh it's very slippery and like I feel like he's gonna get hurt and she's freaking out she's 78 and he's 55 yeah And she's calling him constantly freaking out. And she's like, I can't, she's like, I can't stop it. I don't, I don't. And I know what I'm doing and I don't want to do it. And, you know, she was really like feeling bad about it. But like, I was like, and (laughs) she left and I was like, Josh, like, man, we got to talk about this. Like, what's going on? And, you know, and I kind of wanted to make fun of her for a minute. Then I was like, oh my God, that's going to be me. And he was like, well, you take that as a cautionary tale because (laughs) you can't do that. And I was like, oh, my God, I know you're right. But I know, I know my level of anxiety and like with my kids, I have to do some hard work. Otherwise, that's going to be me. Yeah. And you're so right. It totally comes down to your parenting Mm -hmm. or to how you were parented. Yeah. I mean, and this is where people are like, I'm going to be a different parent. I'm going to do this. And you can be a different parent if you want, but you need a lot of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to you, you know anybody out there directly to you, like you have problems and you can't function. If you want to parent differently than your parents parented you, you have to do a lot of work because it's going to come out naturally. That's going to be the default, and even when you do the the hard work, that'll be the default. Oh yeah, absolutely. Under stress and any of that. I mean, it's. I've been trying. I, I don't care if my parents are listening right now. I have tried. So hard over the past eight years to not parent like them. And I am not, I don't know if I'm closer.
0: Plus the world is different now. You know, it's just different. There's different fears. There's different, you know, I mean, when we were growing up, there wasn't a fear of somebody stalking us on social media as if they were, you know, a child, but they're really an adult predator. That was not a fear when we were growing up. And now it is. So it's like, there's just different, Things to be fearful of and different things, different ways to parent now. And I mean, my mom never, I don't remember her talking about having fears for us as, you know, when we were gone or whatever, but I know it's there now. And it's like, she never said, oh, I, you know, makes me nervous when you go, but when I was a little bit older here and there, she would say things like when I was living in different cities and stuff like that, you know, and she would say something here and there about being a little bit concerned that I. That she didn't know where I was, or you know, whatever. But it really didn't. Never came out to be that big a deal for her. You know, she never expressed it like that. But I think it. It probably was. Now that I'm a mom, I realize it probably was. But it was always a like. You can't do this because sh- these parents will think badly of you. You can't do that. You can't do. You can't call a boy. That I remember that was one of the things she used to always say. What will her? What will his mother think? You can't call a boy. They'll think terrible of you. You can't do that. You know, it was very. Much of what will other people think. And that's, yeah. you know, but and less of, oh, my gosh, you know, are you safe? I know she was thinking, the, oh, are you safe thing? But she wasn't telling us that.
1: Right. That wasn't the main right
0: source of stress for her. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just it's so I don't even know. I mean, sometimes... When we do a podcast on a topic, we have the answers, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We just stressed you out. Now we're going to say bye. I know.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the answer at all. I mean, I know that I have a therapist. I read all the, you know, books about managing anxiety. You know, I do all of this, this work. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's better. It's certainly better than when Jack was first born. Because that hit me like a tornado and not a, you know. Yeah, that was not that was just if you feel completely lost and turned upside down and you're a new parent, you have to please know that you are not alone and please reach out for help. You know, it is there is no shame in getting help for this, you know, stress that that and you don't even have to have like a specific issue, you know, you don't, you know, It's like, well, I don't know what to say. Well, just say you're a new parent.
0: Right. And you you want some some support.
1: Yeah. You know, that's all you need to do. Um, But yeah, you're not alone and this stuff is hard and and we're all trying to be perfect, but you're never going
0: to get there. Yeah. A very, um, very. Kind of like this. I met this really interesting um, guy recently who is a poet and a kind of a you know works with troubled youth and all this all this stuff um and he told a me a poet I who was, works with troubled youth oh. he does like he does poetry on the number? side and i know <laughs> would you like to meet him He's very <laughs> um he we were talking about perfectionism actually before this even came up like before i even thought about this but we were talking about it and he said and he's very zen you know does the whole zen thing and uh-huh. he said perfectionism is not possible excellence is possible with effort and dedication and he's like and I thought that was kind of a cool thing to hear because I never thought of myself as a perfectionist because I do so many things wrong so I was like there's no way but I had said something and he was like that is perfectionism and perfectionism is not possible and I was like oh okay then Well, then we can leave
1: you with this. You are not a perfect parent, but you are an excellent parent.
0: You're an excellent parent. You are an excellent parent. And we all want the same thing. We want the best thing for our child. That's it. Right? That's what we want. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's all we want. Yeah. So other than that, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.